Good evening and welcome. Hi, this is your host, Rhonda Taylor from Let Your Voice Be Heard, Movement Internationals, where there is life, love, joy, peace, and harmony. I believe I'll repeat that again because I want you to really get it. There's life, love, joy, peace, and what? Harmony. Yes, today we're going to talk a little bit about healing. As you know, just like anything, uh, healing is a process. Yes, don't let nobody rush you and tell you, you need to hurry up and heal. You've been dealing with that thing too long. Nope. Healing is a process. Healing is not an overnight process. Okay, it takes time. Sometimes you feel like you're finally over something and you're happy again. Then what happens? The wound will reopen at some point in time. Okay, don't give up and don't get discouraged. Take each day one step at a time. Just try to be in a better place mentally and emotionally than you were yesterday. It's just like if you say, for instance, if you burn yourself or you may cut yourself and you know, some people heal quicker than others. You know, if I get a cut on my hand, sometimes it seems like it takes forever to heal. If, if the first time I bump it, it's like it'll start bleeding again or, you know, it gets irritated or, and I'm going to use this because this is very true. I had a, a like a piece of hangnail or something that was right on the side of my, my index finger. And so I tried to pull uh, the skin off. And what did I do that for? OMG. Man, it started bleeding. The next day, it was so sore to where I could barely touch it. When I washed my hands, it would be so painful. And man, every time I would bump my hand, it reminded me of how, how and what and when, what happened to this finger. What got it to that point where um, it was that sore? What made that... What happened there? You know, what took place? What what happened to my finger? Well, I I pulled instead of me getting fingernail cl- fingernail clippers, got a little tongue tied. Instead of getting fingernail clippers, I tried to just yank it off because it didn't seem like it would it would hurt. Have you ever done something and you thought that that thing ain't it's gonna be okay? So you go on and you do it anyway, and it brings so much pain, so much agony. It even causes a delay and a setback in your life. And then you keep looking at it like, oh my God, why did I do that? Then you get mad at yourself because now I have to walk around here. My nails is all pretty. I polish my nails, but then that particular finger, I have to wear a bandage over it. So as the the finger began to heal, every time I take the bandage off, I noticed that it was still a little bit sore. So when I washed my hands, my finger was still a little bit sore. So I said, okay, I saw, um, it seemed like it was some, like my skin on my, uh, near my nail was trying to grow back, but it grew, it was growing back kind of ugly. Okay. Some of us is never satisfied. Uh, uh, uh never satisfied we just seem like we're just we love pain (laughs) or we love to have some type of issues going on so i go and this time i get a fingernail clip and i clip that skin that was just looking like it would 
just didn't belong. <laughs> so I, I get a fingernail clip and I clip it and then the skin stayed on the, the fingernail clip and it pulled it and yanked it again. Oh, there comes the pain again. It wasn't as bad, but it was still very painful. So every time I got ready to make my bed or do my hair or change clothes, I would bump that finger and it kept reminding me of what took place. Well, you know, how did it get there? So it, it, it kept reminding me. So sometimes when we go through the process of healing, sometimes you would do something to um, aggravate the wound or cause the wound to, to have more pain or less pain, but still pain. And then you start remembering, I should have never done that. Why did I do that? So you beat yourself up. And so what happened next? I put a bandaid every day. I was cleaning the wound putting a tea, a tea tree oil on it and, and drying it out. And it seemed like it was healing. Then after a while, I would bump it to let me know, girl, that finger ain't healed. Don't you mess with it this time. So I would wear a bandage on it. Even so now, it's healing, but it's not all the way healed. So I got the bandage on it and I changed the bandage. Like every two days, I changed the bandage on it. But every time I bump it, just a little bit, it reminded me of what took place in the beginning. The reason why I have to wear this bandage on my finger. So you, you, you got to trust the process of you healing. Everybody don't heal at the same time. Okay. Sometimes we repeat what we don't repair. Did you hear what I just said? OMG. Just sometimes if we don't repair the thing that that caused the, the, the pain to come in the first place. We don't heal that particular uh, place in our life. Um, you do know that whatever you don't take care of, it will present itself again. Uh, how do you do that, Rhonda? I'm so glad you asked. I don't know how you got to the place where you are now where your heart is hurting or you're dealing with... Um, with stress or you're dealing with maybe anxiety or you're dealing with a past relationship or past friendships or some type of uh, pain or maybe some neglect or some type of rejection or something like that. I don't know what you went through to get to the place where you are now, but I do know we're talking about the process of healing. I do know what took place for me. I had to get into the things that was concerning Rhonda. You know, I make sure not even to this day, I've always been that way. I stay out of other folks' business and I tend to my own. What, what don't apply to me, I don't bother with it. Okay. Those small things can turn into big things. So you got to be careful with overlooking those small things. Okay. And, uh, I mentioned to a, a person today <clears throat> because I was driving home from uh, dropping off my grandson and God said, you know, it's those small things that keep uh, others into bondage. You know, you might tell a real small lie or you might, you know, do something just real simple, but it's, it's small to you, but not to God. And so after a while, you find yourself constantly doing it. And God said that small thing that you're not paying attention to, that you think is nothing because, oh, that's small. That ain't nothing. That thing could be the very thing to mess up your life because you thinking it's small. You thinking it's nothing. And so you find yourself constantly doing it. And I always tell people when you, when you find yourself constantly doing the same things, 
over and over again and and you in denial about it you won't get healed from it because everybody would be the issue but you but if you start identifying your issues for real I'm talking about for real identifying. See, I'm telling you about what Rhonda had to do. I had to sit back and identify why was I keep rehashing, rehearsing, uh, 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 reopening, and all these these old wounds. Why were why was Rhonda doing those type of things? What was missing out of her life to cause her to keep rehashing all those old things? Like. Why won't she just let it go? Like, why are you constantly hurting yourself? Why are you, you, you just, you just said you hurt your finger. So why would you go back again and pull the same skin off again, thinking that you are healing and you, you bring more pain because to me, that looked like it was a small thing. I could take care of that, but I did the same thing and it was a small thing. But it caused much pain. So when you start doing, when you start doing small things that you consider small, but it may not be small to anyone else, you start doing those small things and then it start escalating. Okay. I always tell people, if you're a person that you love to just tell lies, you feel like they don't know. They can't see me. They don't know if I'm lying or not. And you could not, and the person that you're lying to or the people that you're lying to you already know that they may have a gift of discernment that know when you're lying but for some reason you think that you're a person that they can't see i always tell people this because you know i have you know the ministry tribe of judah and then i have other people that i coach and mentor and just people that i you know talk to on a daily basis they're like you know what one thing about you you know it's hard to get anything past you and I'll, I always use this. I say, <laughs> I tell them, I say, everything I see, I don't say. Uh, uh, my mom always said, a still tongue makes a very wise head. You don't have to say everything you see. You don't have to always approach things because you know it. And sometimes when you don't approach things, when you know it, people think that, oh, yeah, she don't know that. Or if you say it, they'll say, she's just bluffing. She's just trying to pick. No. Everything God won't allow you to say, I know you're lying right here, but I'm going to let you have that because you're thinking it's something small, but that's, that's, that's the part where you need to be healed from. You need to be healed from that because if, if you're getting mad at this person, you may get mad at somebody for you, at you for telling, you will get mad at somebody at, at, uh, for telling you a lie, but you don't mind telling someone else a lie. You get really upset, like, now why did you lie? You didn't have to lie, but you tell lies on the regular, okay? That's a place you need to be healed. And the reason why I'm using lie all the time, because a lot of times I, I've, I've seen so many people, and it seemed like, I, I'm like, God, why am I saying, why do these people just lie? Like, what is wrong? What's wrong with truth? You know, Satan is the father of lies, and, and, and sometimes you tell people that hoping that they will stop doing so much lying, but it seems like they get worse. They'll tell a lie. You'll be like, did you break that stick? I know I didn't break that stick. I just saw her or him. I just saw them break that stick and throw it away. They said they didn't touch it. And then you scratch your head. You'll be like, no, I know what I saw. Those are small things. They need to be healed from that. That's dangerous. People get killed over lies. 
It's people that's in prison over a lie. You know what I'm saying? So those are things that you need to be healed from too. Healed from rejection. You don't been rejected basically most of your life. So now that you're in the process of being healed, it's a process. Because you may have been rejected as a baby. You may have been rejected even in the womb. You say, how do you know that? Just like your babies can hear. When you're carrying your child, they can hear you. They receive, when you're eating, they receive whatever that you're putting inside of your mouth. Just like they can hear. They can hear music. They can hear you when you're talking. And you might have said to yourself, you know, I really don't want this baby. I I really don't. So that baby come out with a spirit of rejection on it. And then, you know, or you say, well, I didn't ask to have this baby. This, you know, this baby didn't ask to be here. You're speaking, you're speaking that spirit of rejection over that child. So that child comes here with that spirit on them. And then after that, that spirit is like a trail. Like I told you all, when I was dealing with abuse from very beginning, when I was molested, guess what? I was attracting men that had some very, I mean, they had some lust demons, like really bad. And even when, even when I thought I was completely healed, I still attracted somebody that had such a bad lust demon until where they was even attracted to little girls. Like they was getting happy if a little girl would look at them. Like you got that. You got lust really bad. Like you, you lay up under a moving car to see somebody. <laughs> it sounds comical, but you got people that's they so lustful so bad. They were standing there. They were standing in their window and look through the crack of the window and stare at another man or stare at another woman. They got this just that bad. They'd be looking out their peephole to look at other men and other women. They got it bad. Or they into porn. Because that lust spirit is on them so strong. They got it bad. Or they, they they be so lustful behind somebody. Or they so attracted to somebody. Until they take that thing home. And then you find them, you know, doing things to themselves. Thinking about that person. Or they may be married or with somebody. And they take that to the bed with them. And that's, that's something they need to be healed from. But if you don't identify it and deal it, deal with it, and bring it to the call it to the table, call that thing what it is, you're gonna keep wrestling with it. So anything that you don't call out on your own, you have to expose it. It doesn't matter who judges you. I tell people all the time, stop worrying so much about people judging you and get your freedom. Stop worrying about what people are, oh what she deal with that? You mean she still got anger issues and she's, a, she's supposed to be saved or he's saved? Why is he still dealing with anger? Ain't he saved? Uh, it's a process. See, people that, that likes to hide and pretend like they don't have issues, those are the most dangerous people on this planet. When you're dealing with people that say, oh, I'm good. I, I mean, God healed me. I don't deal with nothing. Those people are dangerous and they will, they will call everything out on the people that's showing their sin. Like you got some people, they, if they out there and they fornicating or they committing adultery or they, you know, dealing with the same sex or they dealing with, you know, just having sex with different people or they just, you know, drinking a lot, smoking a lot, doing whatever. They just doing their stuff out. They don't care about you judging them. But then you got some people that are doing exactly what those people are doing, but they hiding it. But those people, you're judging those people because they're showing you. 
Okay, you got an envy spirit. You got a hateful heart. But you're not calling that thing out. You got a jealous spirit. You got a jealous spirit to where every time, every time you see somebody doing something, monkey see, monkey do. Mirror neurons. You, you mimic everything that you see somebody do. And then you'll go so far not only to mimic them, but you will go and you will try to actually be that person to where I want, I want these people to look at me like they look at you. I want them to respect me like they respect you. And you will go so far to live a lie. You'll go so far to, to, to live a lie just so they could take to you like they took to that person. Because everybody may be saying, oh, that person, man, she's anointed. Everybody, you know, everybody loves her. Everybody loves him. So what you do, you try to do something to make yourself outshine or outglow that person. Well, that's living a lie. You, you're not being yourself. So it's something that you need to be healed from. And it's, the first thing is rejection. And some people don't understand that rejection is something that you don't, you don't heal. That's, that's not something that you can heal from overnight. It's just like when you've been abused for so long. You don't heal from that overnight. Those are wounds. People don't realize that those are wounds. That's why you don't, you're not supposed to pick at it. If you know that you, you, you used to be on drugs and you're not totally delivered from drugs, you don't go in the drug house and sit amongst them and thinking, oh, I'm going to go in here and witness. No, you're witnessing to, to smoke something right along with them or drink something right along with them. You're not witnessing. You're sitting there hoping that you just slip and fall in some drinks or, you know, I don't know if y'all seen Martin where they was, um, he's supposed to be eating healthy. And him and Gina was on his health kick. And so Gina was able to eat. But he was the one that called. He called it. He said, I want to, let's do, let's eat healthy. He had rice cakes. And she had a steak with gravy. Well, he was jumping around, doing a little jumping jacks. And he ran and slid into the table and put his hand in the gravy. And, and he started licking his hand with the gravy. So when she came in there, he pretended like, oh, I'm in here. You know, I'm good. Until she started actually eating the steak. And then he realized he wasn't as strong as he was. He was pretending something that he wasn't. And so that's what some, with some of you, you pretend something that you're not and you don't realize that you live in a complete lie. And that's why you're miserable and you, you, you're not able to, you know, I like to be around people that be themselves, no matter where they are, just be yourself. Even if I, and I tell people, this is one thing, you know how some people say, you know, I was, I forgot what movie that was. He said, you can't handle the truth. Oh yeah. The truth that make me mad. But at the same time, I'll get over it because you told me the truth. But if you tell me a lie, man, I, I, I may, you know, I forgive you, but that lie, I'll be like, man, I can't trust you. But because you told me the truth, I can trust you. Even though I got mad because of what you said hurt me, but I can get over that real quick, but you telling me a lie and I know the truth, you got to be healed from that. See, it's those little bitty things we think nothing of. We constantly lie about things, lie, and we lie. And, and then not only just lie, being deceptive, and that we don't understand. You know, I bet you say, you know, you talk about that a lot. I talk about that a lot because it seemed like for some reason, it's a lot of that going on. And you would tell them, you don't, and back in the days when I was in the world, I used to tell people, you don't have to, uh, you don't have to lie to kick it. You know, I used to always say that. <laughs> you don't have to lie to kick it. 
when I was in the world. You know, that's letting them know you don't have to lie just to be around me or you don't have to call me. Some people will call you just to tell a lie. They'll call you and say, do you need such and such? Do you want such and such? And you got some now that just let me let y'all know because I don't want nobody to, you know, that know me be like, oh, I'll say that to her. It don't apply to you. But those that know who it apply to, then you know you need to stop it. You have people that say, do you need something? And when you say, yeah, they don't come through. Okay? Those are lies. Okay? They think it's nothing. I just, I just said that. I just want to make her or him think that I want to do something, but I really didn't. Or if I do it, I just, you know, I go with do this and that's good you know we don't realize it's these little bitty things that messes us up and so a process of healing if you allow yourself to just come clean and come out and be healed then you will see it feels so good when you I don't know about anybody else but I'm just telling you from experience it feels so good when you can walk in your truth no matter what people think or say about you you walking in your truth no matter how people feel about you, you walking in your truth. You're not walking in a lie or you're not walking into nobody else's shadow. You're walking in your truth. Healing is not an overnight process. It is a daily cleansing of pain. It is a daily healing of your life. And that's the part you got to understand. And <clears throat> I've heard people say, you know, you can't heal in the same place where you got sick. Um, I kind of don't agree with that one it's just like if you get sick in your house you can heal in your house so it's and I know what they're meaning about other things you can because the person or the people that actually may have took you through something they may get delivered and change their whole life and it may change your whole atmosphere so I don't really agree with that to a certain degree I've heard people say that you know you can't heal in the same place where you got what you know where you were sick at so I'm not uh, I don't totally agree with that. Okay, it's you know each to his own. You know, part of healing is a process of sharing with other people who care. Okay, um, what I mean by that is that I, I might need to repeat that. I said a part of the healing process is sharing with other people who care. Sometimes you can share with people your brokenness or you can tell them things you've been through or going through. And sometimes you could be talking to people that really, really care about your healing and they will take time with you and they will love you. They will love on you and they would, you know, they would, man, give you all type of healing hugs and, and they would be, uh, they would be truly open and honest with you. They don't, you know, they won't take you in the wrong direction. You do, these people do exist. Everybody is not with you. You got some people that's around you and they want to, you know, make you feel like they're your savior. Like I saved her. I saved him. And, you know, uh, she needs me or he need. No, they need God. But if you're there, that's a bonus, you know, to be an ear. But you got some people that just want to hear all of your problems and, and, and they want to see that you're going through. Cause they don't want to feel like they're the only one going through. If you find a man or woman and they, they haven't been with anybody and, or they've been single for a long time and it seems like everybody they get with is not good. And then, and then you going through something, you might tell them, Hey, I'm going through this with my mate and I'm going through that. And sometimes not everybody, but sometimes or some people, they like to hear drama because that makes them feel like, Hey, I ain't the only one going through. Or if they tell you, you know, I got, you know, I got this and I got that and this, that, and the other. And they, I ain't the only one going through. It's just like, I, uh, I have, uh, a few family members and 
I hate to hear when they say things like we all speak for yourself. You know, um, if, if I'm sick with something, just because I'm sick with it, I'm not going to say, you know, my whole family got this. No, my whole family don't. I don't care how hereditary. Who is she? Who is he? I don't care about that. See, all y'all, y'all ate wrong. You, you was doing putting the wrong stuff on your body. You was putting the wrong stuff even in your ears and your eye gate and your mouth gate. You were doing all that crazy stuff. So, yeah, it's your hereditary, but it's not mine. So when you start hearing people, like if, if something happened with them and then something go wrong with you, yeah, you know, uh, we all deal with that right there. I told so-and-so they did this and they did that. No, you seem like you're getting an enjoyment to say somebody else is dealing with what you dealt with or telling someone, oh, yeah, they, they went through that too. You know, uh, she had that same sickness or he had that same sickness. And you got people that rejoice because it, it makes them look like they're not the only one that's going through. So what do they do? They're, oh yeah, they all doing it. Now they all not. Speak on your own stuff. And a lot of people are like that. If they having some rough issues and they see that, you know, you may be doing good, they'll put everybody together. They speaking, those are word curses. So you have to, you have to either speak up or start denouncing that. And I had to denounce that because I'm like, no, I don't. You know, I beg the deal for no, I'm not like, I'm not like that. That's not me. Uh-uh. Nope. I don't have that type of sickness. Oh yeah. I know how to nip that in the butt. You know what I'm saying? So you have to be careful when people start speaking stuff out, out of a broken place. They broken and they okay that you broken because two broken pieces coming together. They broken. They having a broken relationship, broken conversations. Everything is broken, you know? So, um, when you are a, a person that you're healing, you have to be careful. You have to be brave enough to, to heal yourself even when it hurts. You remember when I was telling you about my finger? Yes, it hurts. Yes. Healing to some people is weird. Some days you're okay, you're, you're doing just fine. Other days you still hurts like it's, fl- like it's very fresh. It's a process, okay? Uh, it don't have a time frame. You know, some people try to rush you into being, you need to, you still dealing with that? Uh, yeah, and I'm healing. You hiding. Uh-huh. So you, you got to know that um, it's a process in your life. Healing takes courage, and we all have courage, okay? Even if we have to dig a little and to find it. Sometimes you got to dig a little to find it. Because you done, you done buried yourself so long with, with everybody else's lies, your own lies, your own deceit, everybody else's deceit. You done buried yourself in so long to where, you know, hurt is normal to you. When people, you know, do things to hurt you, you that's, that's your normal. You should never be comfortable with anybody hurting you and leaving you wounded. No, you're not going to leave me wounded. I forgive you and I move forward, but I'm not going to know. It'll be very crazy of me to know that you are a person. It's just like you could be around people and they'll throw little slugs. They throw little slugs about certain things, you know. Uh, They'll say little things like, you know, try to make you think 
Uh, I remember our bishop said years ago, he said, a lot of times people will say things, how, oh, I ain't gonna, never mind, I ain't gonna say that. They'd leave you thinking, so you could be like, I wonder what she or he was gonna say. And be like me, you know, I'd be like, oh, you wanna, oh, okay, that's fine, hold it, you can do whatever, save it, whatever, maybe it wasn't meant for me to hear it. But when you start digging, like, what well, I wonder what was going on. But she, did I do something? I, see, people like to leave you like that because they are confused. They like for you to be confused. When people are confused about their life, they love to see you confused. And they allow they and say, I want to see you happy. No, you don't. You really don't. You're, you're unhappy. You're miserable. And you want to see the same thing for me. You can always tell people, try the spirit by the spirit and know if it's from God or not. Everybody is not for you. Everybody that clap for you ain't really clapping for you. They clapping, but it's not for you. In my closing, we know that it's a, not only is it a process, let's, let me give you a little bit about recovery. You know, it's like when you, you know how when a woman have a child and what do they do? They put the woman in recovery room. You know, right after she have a baby, they put her in the recovery room. When you have any, if you've had any types of surgeries or anything, they'll put you in the recovery room to make sure that you're okay before they put you in your actual room. Okay. Some of us need, have, we skipped the recovery room and went straight to the room. So we didn't allow ourselves to make sure that the thing that we went through, the cuts, the the you know the pool and and all that we didn't make sure that we were healed so straight from the surgery you go or straight from having a child you go straight to your room and straight home then later you got complications because you didn't have time to recover okay now when we recovering it's like realizing that you're worth it you're worth recovering you got to recover you got to do it for you experiencing true happiness that's for you caring about yourself that's recovery. Overcoming your own demons. That's recovery. Validating your worth. That's recovery. Eating without reg- regret, but eating the right foods. That's recovery. Okay? I'm going to repeat that. Recovery is realizing that you're worth it. You're worth it. Experiencing true happiness. That's recovery. Caring about yourself. That's recovery. Overcoming your own demons. Instead of looking at everybody else, what about your demons? Because see, when, when you talk to people about God with your mouth and they see that your attitude is stank, they don't want to hear about your God because your God don't know how to talk to people. Your God don't know how to treat people. Your God is manipulative. Your God is a liar. So whatever your God is doing, you doing that. And they're not going to want what you have. It's going to be hard for you to reach people. Now, see, that's the part that we skip over. See, people, I've heard people say, you know, it's going to be hard for you to reach anybody because you've been through this and been through that. No, when you say through, that means I came out. I'm going to tell you what will be hard for me to reach anybody. Is as if, okay, say for instance, if I'm a person, that's all I do is I just tell lies. That's all I do is walk around hurting people. And then I turn around, then I talk real bad to folks. Like, you know, I'm real sarcastic and I'm talking bad. And then I get up and then I try to preach a sermon. I get up and I try to teach. 
Who am I? Those people that I just talk bad to and I try to go back and reach them, they're not trying to hear me. They'll say hypocrite because I'm speaking out of, I'm using oil and water and that don't mix. So it's a difference when you're giving your testimony. You say, God is still yet healing me and I'm still being delivered from this. And I'm still being, but when you walk around and you make people think that you got it together and they are this and something wrong with you and you need to do this and you need to do that and you need to stop doing this and you need to stop doing that. And all the while you doing all the things you telling them not to do. That's a hypocrite. That's contradiction. That's why the Bible said to first take the plank out of your own eye before you try to take it out of your brother's eye. He didn't say if you got a testimony, if you've been going through something. You're supposed to tell your testimony. Even if you just did something today, you know what? God delivered me from this, that, and the other. Just today I went through this. That's giving your testimony. And then you're able to minister to people. But if you tell people, let me tell you something. You don't do this and you don't do that. And then they look up around the corner. You did everything you told them not to do. You lose them. They don't hear you. But if you if you just... If they, if you be your authentic self and let them know, you know, hey, uh, you don't have to say it all the time, but just to let people know, I'm on your street. I already know where you are. I've been there. I've been hurt before. But then if you get on them and say, you are right, you're good. And then you go home, you're not good. You got to heal. You got to know that there's a such thing as recovery. Okay. In my closing, healing comes in waves. And maybe today the wave hits the rocks. And that's okay. That's okay. You are still healing. You are still healing. This is your girl, (laughs) Rhonda Taylor from Let Your Voice Be Heard Movement Internationals, where there's life, love, joy, peace, and harmony. And may I add healing. This is the healing zone. May God bless you. And forever keep you while you receive your total healing. Most of all, recovery. God bless you until next time.